and he's ridiculous. It's the Ridiculous Nicholas Show! All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, animals of all varieties, we are here at the Ridiculous Nicholas Podcast, episode number six. Yes. Number wow. six? This Look at episode, us go. Episode six already. Look at us go. Cray Cray and the Nene. Uh-uh. All right. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Team Link of Hooks at New Hampshire, Team Link Martial Arts School. Uh, it was started by uh, UFC heavyweight great Gabriel Gonzaga and Marco Alvin. Uh, it's at 1338 Hooks at Road in Hooks at New Hampshire. Their phone number is 641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksitnh.com. I feel like I just did a giant bump. This coffee is like... <laughs> I've never done these. I've never, I'm blowing through these so fast. Like, Team Link, how's it going? This is another. What's up? I'm enjoying it, actually. It's good. Get faster. Yeah, because normally I'm like... That was at New Hampshire... Gabriel Gonzaga and I'm like, oh yeah, come on now, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, can I tell you, I had, uh, I had a, 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 I passed out. I had a flash nap, like right before I came here. I was gonna come here earlier tonight. I was gonna, I was gonna come here even earlier than I got. I got here earlier than normal. Yeah. But I was planning on getting here earlier than that. And my wife actually woke me up. She's like, it's seven. And I went, wait, what? Wait, what? And I felt ten times worse than when I felt. I was so tired when I fell asleep. I felt ten times worse when I woke up. And this coffee is making it all better. The moral of the story is the coffee is making it all better. And you're all jazzed and the commercials are going quickly. Well, they Uh, were until this. They were. So Team Lake Hooks at New Hampshire, uh, if you mentioned that you heard about them on the Ridiculous Nicholas podcast, they're a martial arts school. Uh, they teach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, mixed martial arts, kickboxing, um, and some more uh, traditional like uh, Kempo and uh, karate and stuff like that. Um, but if you mentioned you heard about them on the Ridiculous Nicholas podcast, if you're a person that is interested in uh, training in any martial arts, they're very good over there. I've been training at Team Link for about four years now, um, and I've trained with most of the most of the heavy jujitsu people in New England I've trained with over the course of the last 17 years. And so these guys are really good. They're knowledgeable. There's no meatheads over there. Nobody's trying to rip your uh, arm off your shoulder and everybody is, is knowledgeable and helpful. Um, and uh, if you mention that you heard about them on the Ridiculous Nicholas podcast, if you go there to train, they'll give you 30 free days of martial arts training, whatever it is you want to learn. Um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Mixed Martial Arts, Kickboxing, etc. And they will give you a free t-shirt. I'm going to mention it. I want, I want free Jiu-Jitsu. Come down and train. Come on. They have a... They, uh, when I... I do the morning classes because that's when I can do it because I'm usually <clears throat> working at night. Um, and so uh, when I go in in the morning, they have a, a cardio kickboxing thing in there. It's all ladies and they're all beating up heavy bags and it's a... You know, right, right up your alley... It's right up my alley to beat up ladies. Yeah, true. It's it's. I'm just saying there's all women there. Okay, I don't need that, but I would love to go there. When you say morning, is it musicians morning? Yes, it Uh, is musicians morning. Okay, I I can't imagine you up at like six doing karate. No, it's uh, I 
It's 11. I go in at 11. <gasps> so that's... That's, mu- that's musicians. That's musicians more. That's musicians more. I'm in at yeah, 11. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. I'm not doing uh, no doing no 7 a.m. classes. No. Um, and the, the this podcast is also brought to you by Pizza Nine One One. What is your pizza emergency? Uh, I lost my whole thing here. There we go. Uh, their website is pizza nine one one nh dot com. They were voted best pizza in Manchester by the Hipple Press. They've got great gluten free stuff. Nice sub salads. If you mention that you heard about them on the Ridiculous Nicholas podcast, they will give you some free breadsticks. Delicious. Delish. And their phone number is 603-625-2201. Give them a call. Get some great pizza. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today. Yes. So I'm so very excited uh, to welcome my good friend, the incredibly talented Mr. Dave Maddox. Woo! Thank you for inviting me. Yes. You turn into a radio announcer all of a sudden. Hey, thank you. <laughs> I, wish, I wish you would have not spoken in a, in a British accent. All of a sudden, we just like put on a, a, your fake American radio <laughs> accent. The fake American accent is only, there's only one thing, well, it's equal. It's a close thing between the fake American accent and that's the fake British accent. I know. See, I was oh, going to yeah. say that so, and, and uh, he would be hence. getting us all back. <laughs> For all our bad, fake British accents that right. we do. Well, we had a talk one time about how much you enjoyed it when people come up and... Oh, I bet. <laughs> give you oh, a fake yeah. British accent. Yes. And my response is normally along the lines of, hmm, how wise of you not to attempt the accent. Oh, that's so good. I didn't know you didn't know how to do that accent. <laughs> it's about the size of it. I yeah. didn't know you sounded so terrible when you tried to be British. Yes. Wow, I didn't know you didn't yeah. know how to do that. Unless you're, spi- unless you're the guys in Spinal Tap, yeah, they stay away oh. from it. They, yeah. they nailed it pretty good. They, 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 I need they, to get that in my trick bag. <laughs> I don't have that one in my trick bag. That's a story. That comes from a story. You want to, just really quickly, the story? Yes, please. It's a Stefanelli story, David Stefanelli story. And it's uh, them rehearsing with Peter Wolf, uh, doing their thing in the House Party 5 with Peter Wolf, and they were out touring in the eight, early 90s. And uh, so that was uh, Johnny A on guitar, Steph on drums, and the whole kit and caboodle. Who's the, who the bass player? Uh, it might have been Archibald. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tim Archibald, Mace yeah, yeah. on keys. I think that was the host party five. was basically RTZ. <laughs> right. And they just transferred to Peter Wolf. But the joke is, is they're rehearsing. And Johnny, you know, Johnny A is a big old Oh, you told me this. You right. told so me this Johnny, story. So they're but talking go ahead. about something. And uh, so a harp part comes up or whatever. And Steph goes, I could play harp on that, right? So he starts, he gets up to the mic and he starts playing harp on it. And Johnny A goes up and he goes like this. Hey, I didn't know you didn't know how to play harp. Because it's so Johnny A, right? It's so beautiful. So that's just the story. And that's where I came from. I didn't know you didn't know how to play harp. He put it down. Bag. He put the harp down. And oh, he did? Oh. And, uh, I need to get that. He probably was playing great. It's just very Johnny A. So let's focus on our guest here, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Dave Maddox has played with Good Lord, everyone under the sun. Um, I'm just going to... I've I'm, told you a million times, I've told you, Nick, don't exaggerate. Yes, well, it's, it's almost everyone under the sun. I don't know if you've heard of any of these people. I'm just going to mention some folks. Uh, Elton John, who's Who? he? Is he, is, he, is he around here? Is he a local guy, right? I don't know. Elton, how do you pronounce it? John? 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 Right. Yeah. Elton John, Jimmy Page. Don't know him. Cat Stevens. How would I know him? Juliana Hatfield, nope. uh, Jethro Tull, Joan Armatrading, Mary Chapin Carpenter, 
Peter Green, George Harrison, Paul McCartney. What? Who? <laughs> the Proclaimers. The Proclaim. Are they the? Uh, I would walk five hundred miles. Is it, oh, did cool. you play on that song? Not that song. I played on that album, but not that song. No, yeah. I missed out. Some I forget who did play, but I played on that album. I did that one and the one just before it, or just after. No, we're being attacked by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. The sump pump decided to attack us. <laughs> I thought it was one of the dogs upstairs. Have it, you know, his sufferer disagreed with him for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think we that's supposed to be my. I'm supposed to remind you, right? Not supposed to remind you. It's summer. Sorry. That thing's gonna go on more. Summer, summer. Yeah, those Scottish Scottish chaps. They're 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 they're, they're great fun. <laughs> they're and how fun. Did, how do you hook up with those guys? Um, a musician friend of mine by the name of Pete Wingfield, who is a great um, a great keyboard player, who's played with also the world and his brother, among many other people. Excuse me. Um, he would always be in the band with the Everly Brothers when the Everlys would tour in the UK. That's one of the m many, many people that, that Pete's played with. And Pete got into production and called me up and said, there's a couple of Scottish chaps. I think you'd be a good fit to play on this record. And um, Pete Wingfield, I don't know whether it was a hit over here it, this would be, oh crikey, 70s, 80s, 18 with a bullet. Ever hear that song? 18 with a bullet? 18 with a bullet. The 80s, mm -hmm. you said? 70s or 80s, yeah. I think it was a, I think it was a top 20 hit. Lisa? In, yeah, anyway. But, <laughs> no, 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 I, I hasten to add, not, not my 80s. I'm talking about, not my 80s. Right. The, the 80s, yeah. yeah. I, I'm old, but not quite that old. Um, anyway, blah, blah. So Pete called me and said, I think you'd be good for this and called me up and that's how I ended up working oh, with him. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I just, whenever we hang out, uh, I, your lineage is crazy to me. I just, I, I, I love the fact that I am one step removed from Paul McCartney. Yeah. What's he like to yeah, work can with? Can we talk about that? Can we, ta can we talk about Paul McCartney? Yeah. Did you tour with him? No, I just, did the played on the on okay. the recordings? Yeah, yeah. There's there's I'm, some of the CDs. I'm, I think I'm only on one or two tracks, but there's five CDs. So mm -hmm. he kept he kept calling over the years. Um, I bumped into him in a music shop. Um, he was there with Linda. Of course you did. And um, and <laughs> I in this music shop, and and he went. He'd heard of me through I don't know, and said, you know, would you be up for doing some recording? And I managed not to make a complete arse of myself in front of him, which is most people's reaction when they meet him for the first time. I can't imagine I, not I, being I, a blubbering idiot. Oh, well, I think I may have said something probably in, in, inopportune. I can't recall the exact <laughs> meeting. How old were you when he, the first time? Oh, I was only about three years old at the time. <laughs> no, I, I can't remember. It's already, it's already quite a session guy at three. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, was, I, was, I was tearing it up like nobody's business. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. And, and the first thing was... He, he asked me to do this recording. And I, re, I, I remember what the first thing was. He'd done, a, he'd done a thing called Rockestra, which was him and about 10 drummers and 10 guitar players and 10 bass players and 10 keyboards and this huge thing. And he'd got this song. 
and they it came out and they've recorded it but this would be this has got to be 70s anyway something long star I'll try and give a long story short something was wrong with the footage the audio section of the footage of them being in the studio together yeah and he said would you come in and overdub some drums on top of this and try and build it up and make it sound as if there was because they had Kenny Jones and Bonham and all these guys and I so I had to go in and try and uh, by overdubbing drums and building it, try and impersonate th these guys. Which oh, you were, doing, a, you were doing the each of the drummers. Yes, I oh, was trying wow. to. Yeah, because the the, the 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 this rock extra thing with all these people playing at the same time, and if I had known about tuning and approach and playing now, what I you know then what I know now, I think I could have done a better job. Anyway, blah blah blah. So I I went in and did this thing, and. I, he obviously liked it and then sometime after that it might have been six months or a year after that I get another call from his management do you want to work with Paul on um, this that and the other and it kind of went from there but the first thing was this this strange project was was as I say the the they wanted to use the footage to promote this rock extra track and there was something wrong with the audio so they put it on multi-track and then I went in and tried mm. to I was watching the footage and trying to impersonate, <laughs> impersonate all these drummers that would that had played on it but, do, you, yeah. do you think any of the drummers that were on it know know or knew that that happened that I, their that their audio track wasn't what actually ended up no, on I it? don't think so no because by the time you you know they, they used open mics with the, with the drum and I know the same thing happened with with all the instruments because one of my, a guitarist friend of mine was supposed to do the same thing he that he was supposed to try and get the Townsend thing and, and, and everybody was trying to impersonate all these guys that, that were all idols of us and we're thinking, oh, this is very weird. Here, here's us getting to work, right. work this project for Paul yeah. and, we're, and we're, we're impersonating all of our idols. I mean, but that, that, was, that, was the, that was the introduction to it and then, as I say, it went on from that. I forget what was next. I think it might have been... And this is... You had... You had, you had, you had been in Freeport Convention. Fairport. Fairport. Yeah. Fairport Convention. That's okay. Uh, you had been in Fairport Convention before that. So that's yeah, how I, he knew about you? I, no, I think he he may have heard about me through that, but uh, I did, again, I, I, without sending your, 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 your audience into a deep coma. Um, I, I, <laughs> don't worry, we do that every week. Okay. Um, I was in Fairport. We don't need your help with that, Dave. <laughs> I was in Fairport. This is what people twice. put on when they want to go to sleep at oh, night. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was in Fairport for two kind of time periods, from '69 to '74, and then I had, as I like to say, I had 12 years off of good behaviour, and then I rejoined the band <laughs> in the mid '80s and did another 10 or 11 years, and then I knocked it on the head in '97. And the back end of my first tenure with the band, I was already starting to do a lot of studio work and freelance work Elton had called me for some sessions for a singer with uh, Kiki D I don't know if you know yeah, them yeah. Um, and so I think I think it he may have known about the Fairport Arts thing I don't know but I think it was more that I was starting to do session work and freelance and, and you know the, as you, you, probably the, exactly the same thing was going on over here that time period from the back end of the 60s into the the bulk of the 70s and up to the 80s was just completely crazy for 
for recording musicians because everybody was working their tails off and there was so much work and it was, for recording it was all over there no i'm saying it was the same thing was going on we on the west here? coast okay, so were you, you, were you were coming you were coming here too to do stuff no i didn't i i i was touring i i i toured with fairport and joan armor trading and the mcgarrigal sisters through the 70s over here um but i didn't do any recording over here over this side of the pond until the back end of the 80s into the 90s hmm. so all my all, all the recordings I, I i did the the early stuff those people that was all done in the uk i'm saying there was a similar scene i mean all, all the the la studio guys were all crazy busy and the new york studio guys they were all freelance players they mm -hmm. were all crazy busy because there was such a good scene going and now it's kind of completely gone down the I heard a great phrase last night. I was talking. I, I did this uh, concert, little house concert, with this wonderful uh, fiddle player who lives down in York, Maine, by the name of Joyce Anderson. We did this duo thing. She's married to a great guitarist called Harvey Reed. They're more in kind of in the folk area of things. And he was talking. He did this little introduction before we did the concert, and he was saying about you know, if you could all referring, you know, talking to the audience, if you could uh, all contribute, that would be great, and put some money in the pot, kind of thing. And he said, um, "What was the phrase he used? Something about, uh, I swear to God, um, if people these days could download milk off the internet and, <laughs> and get it for free, they would." And he said, "It's the same thing with music." He said, "Everyone, everyone just just just, just 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 assumes that, yeah. oh yeah, you know." Yeah. It's it's free. What you want me to? Why should I? Why you know, you're you're all multimillionaires. You know you, you know, right. You know, yeah. There's the, a lot. There's a lot of things that we're fighting against these days. There's a lot of. There's a lot of the, Nick. Do you know the? Do you know this is one of my favorite things? I have to forgive the interruption. I have to tell you this. Do you know this cartoon? The cartoon about the three guys in the band. There's a cartoon of three guys standing around a couple of guitars and things. They said, "Hey, great news." Our new, sing our new uh, single has got 650,000 downloads on Spotify. And the other guy says, yeah, but how are we going to split $17? $17, $17. <laughs> that's my big thing, too. It's, yeah. That's anyway, my big thing. I hate it all. A, People are like, do you have Pandora's spot? I go, no. No. No, not no I won't get it. No, no I I'm won't not going do to it. either. No. Yeah. How is, what do they pay? $7 a month? What is it? What is, how much is Pandora a month? Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's they have it. You can do Pandora for free. Oh, that's but, even better. Oh, great. That's great. How yeah. are you getting paid doing yeah. that? It's crazy. Yeah. And you know, and you know, you know, it's common knowledge what all these these companies now, the CEOs are getting and how much they're earning. Yeah, they're making money hand it's over just fist. Ridiculous. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm torn over the whole thing. Personally, you know, I think we if, have to if, have if, a different mindset where we just say, well, we're not going to. Okay, the recorded music thing is is fine, but we can't expect to earn any money from it but which is kind of that's a hard pill to swallow but it then is. but then no wonder all these you know great studios are gradually kind of going out of business i mean, I mean uh, abby, abby road half of the time i don't even know this abby road half of the time it's either it's either making its money off of film scores or it's a tourist thing you can get the thing to go around abby road and see where the, the fabs recorded but in terms of regular sessions there's almost nothing it's yeah. film but see, why do we have to get why do we have to get okay with it? We, we wouldn't ask 
brain surgeons. Well, you you know that. You know I know that. We, we want to have brain know. surgeons no. to go. Oh, okay. So when you're actually doing brain surgery, you won't get paid for that anymore. Yeah. But, but it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great exposure for yeah. you. But you will get paid if you do this a <laughs> yeah. little bit. Yeah. But when you're actually doing the yeah. thing that you're amazing at, yeah. and it's where you could make some money at it, and it's your amazing craft. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you should give that to people. Vince Gill did a great thing um, uh, about a year or so ago. He said, you know, he said, I I can't believe it now. He said, there's I've been, I spent most of my life, like most of us, a, a lot of my life or my, my career, you know, brackets, to travel rapidly downhill out of control, close brackets, um, learning how to do this. And the summation is 99 cents for a single download. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said, there's, there's, you can, for the same price, you can get a fart app. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read that. <laughs> I didn't read that. Said, and that's that's the there state is. of there it is. There right. it is. That's yeah. what you're competing with. That's what you're competing with. Your latest single yeah. or your fart app? Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I saw a great cartoon the other day online, and it was a it was a person. It was a it was a person that had uh, they had written up they drawn up a logo for somebody, or it was a logo or a poster for somebody. And uh, you know there was an uh, executive sitting behind the desk, and the guy sitting there, and he's holding his. He's holding his logo up, and the executive goes, well, why should I pay you so much money for something that only took you 10 minutes to make? And the guy said, in the next frame of it, it's only two frames, the next frame of it says, well, I went to school for 10 years to learn how to do it in 10 minutes. That's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like when, you get, when, you, when something goes wrong with your house, and you, you know, electricity-wise, and you get, you get an electrician over... And, and, you know, you don't want to touch it because, you know, you don't want the house to blow up. And the guy goes with a screwdriver because he knows where to put the screwdriver. Right. And he knows what's going on. And you go, oh, oh, thank God for that. 50 bucks. OK, it's 50 bucks for you. Yeah, but yeah. you don't go, oh, you only turned a screwdriver. Well, how come I got to pay you? You know, and right. it's the same. It's a. But, well, well, you well, should, you shouldn't do that, but people yeah. do do. People yeah. do still balk at it. Yeah, like, well, just, yeah. but it's mm, we're but all he still makes page. his fifty dollars an yeah. hour. Nobody else yeah. is is, is yeah. now. He hasn't and he hasn't done not, this craft for so long and and earned his keep for so long to now just go backwards in what he's doing. When exactly. I, you know when we talked about this briefly about just myself as a as a middle ground musician making a living, right? When, when you're not touring with somebody and when you're not doing something like that, you're just making your living to pay your bills. When I decided to end Mama Kicks, part of it was it was a cover band together for 20 years, very successful. We made great money at some points. And, you know, the economy and other things and whatever happened. And one of the reasons that made me go, it's time to end this, is rooms were disappearing because of the economy and whatever. Mm. But people were asking me to take less money. And right. I easily could have... But, I, you know, at the time I was like 48 years old and I'm like, if I was the a CEO of some just whatever company, mm. nobody would even dare ask me to take less money to do this amazing thing. They're doing the same amount of people are coming. They're, either, yeah. They're just not spending as much money. I get the math of it, but mm. they would never dare ask me that. And now they don't, they don't have a problem asking me to do that. And I've got 35 years under my belt. I'm the CEO of this company. And I just said... You know what, guys? I can appreciate where you sit with this. I really do. I get math, but I'm not taking less money. I'd rather make. I'd rather end the band, and it's eventually what I did within the next two years. Like, mm. I'm ending this band. I can. I can go out and individually make the money solo, 
right, that I'm making as my portion of this. Yeah, so yeah. I'll go do that, but I'm not just the principle of it. I'm not taking less money. I can't. Mm. I just bought there. When you're younger, you do because you try yes. to get a following. I think those things. But. I think that I think the 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 gray area comes in situations where. Musicians inherently like to make music mm -hmm. and the balancing act is to say to, to, what, to what extent do I want to make music versus am I going to see this, you know, okay, no one's getting rich, at, you know, playing clubs and things. But then you say, okay, how much do I want to go out and, and, and make music? And my thing where I am now is I, I try to be a little bit picky about um, who I play with, but for me, the alternative... Well, you, I've never been You one didn't of play those, with me, so I don't hey, know how ticky you it are. Was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. And, I, and I'd be happy to play with either you at any time. The point, the point I'm trying to make is, is I don't, I've never subscribed to that whole thing about, oh, unless I'm earning X thousand yeah. a day, I'm not walking out the house. Right, because right. if you do, yeah. I've seen what's happened to those kind of mm -hmm. people with that approach, and basically they end up not they, working. Well, they they end up a combination of doing two things: they either don't work or they work kind of twice a year, and you know, or the, even worse, they become kind of YouTube in their bedroom stars. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and but there is so, that happy medium. Yeah, there is, yeah, and, and and it's trying to find the balance where you say, okay, this, you know, what as I say, I'm, I'm I don't think I'm dissimilar from. Everyone here and most people are just, okay, okay, that one's good. I don't really want to travel that distance and do that. No, but you do. Trying to, but if, if, but if it's good, if it's good people and it's a chance to play and maybe I haven't, you know, if, if the month is a bit quiet, I say, okay, yeah, I'd rather we go out know. and we, we all, I'd rather go out and play and make music and, but we all know that, and it's the same in the UK. And one of, it's, Extending, extending this, this, this thinking. It's one of the reasons that I, I, I wanted to come over here because it got to a point where over there I wasn't, I wasn't working wow. sufficiently. Huh. And everyone say, "Boo, oh, you, but you've played with." I go, "Yeah, you're as good as your last gig." That's right. And the, the you know, I mean, <laughs> we would all agree. I would imagine that the kind of, for want of a better cliche, things aren't what they used to be. Mm -hmm. Against fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, over there, jeez. Even if more, you were so, huh? oh, man. Well, we had a conversation um, a couple of years yeah. ago about you moving here and, yeah. and talking about how uh, you would probably never, ever move back there. Oh, no. And, God, no. Yeah. Well, certainly not now. I mean, all I've been doing for the... I mean, I've been living here now for... I was, as I say, I first came to the States in, I think it was 70, on tour. Um so I was always familiar with New England, but I've been here 15 years now, and I'm. What's really one of the many cool things about it was that was that I'm still is about it is I'm still continuing to meet more people and make contacts and occasionally come across you know great singers and players and everything and oh yeah, oh I don't suppose you'd be interested in yes I would you know yeah. send me the music and I'll if we can work something out I'll do it. That's one of the I've beautiful. I've never been a, an, an ivory tower. Oh no, I couldn't possibly. Can no, I? that's no good. Yeah, that's, that's one of the beautiful things I like about you is how accessible you are. You, you know, despite the insane lineage that you have and this this crazy career that and all the people you've played with, you're still, you know, 
Well, the gig down at the Strange Brew. Yeah, well, you know, you know the alternative is, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, I had this conversation when I, I, uh, with, with my friend Richard Thompson many years ago, and I said, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Dave, okay, we know you play piano, and blah, blah, this, that, and the other. And he said, but you're a drummer, so you need to play the drums. And I went, <laughs> light bulb going, <laughs> yes, this is correct. It you is know, it's kind of, this is right, that's what I do, so... Yeah, you know, what am I going to say? Oh, no, don't you realise who I play with? I no. couldn't possibly... I'm not going out for less than $10,000, you know. I mean, and I, as I say, you know, OK, I, I'm, I'm making light of it, but I know people who've kind of got that mindset. And yeah, then they, I know. And then they you're not going to play music want, anymore. If you well, the, yeah, you're not going to. Or you, like I say, you're going you're gonna to play twice a year. Well, and, I, I, and, 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 and I think I'm trying to keep whatever it is I've got in terms of my competence, heavy use of inverted commas, my level, my level of competence, <laughs> keep it where it is yeah. by going out and playing. And I know yeah, that yeah. if I don't do that, yes, I, I'm I can sit at home with a practice pad and kind of practice myself till I'm blue in the face. But I, I but that's never because of my nature. That's never particularly appealed to me. My the thing has always been the interaction with other players. Yeah. I'm not. A soloist. I don't like playing solos. There's guys that do it unbelievably great. I'm not a solo guy, but I, I, I like to think of myself these days when I do as as a, I'm a, I'm a good accompanist. That's what I do. I'm good at accompanying people and playing with other people. I can't play. I can play a solo, but I don't really like to. But I like playing with other people, with with, with singers and bass players, and whether it's jazz, which I have a great affection for um, or, or you know I mean another reason I, I've uh, that's been great for me is is coming over here is is my time keeping was always kind of okay but I didn't really know I was I didn't have any real ability to I, and even now I wouldn't call myself a blues drummer but I've got a little bit better by meeting people like you mm. and Dennis Brennan and everything and listening to the music, which I wasn't really involved with and I didn't, ne I'd never had an opportunity to play any kind of music like that over there. Almost never. And, oh. and, and since I've got over here, I'm, I'm kind of trying to get my toe in the door and without upsetting people and I'm certainly not trying to steal people's gigs but getting the opportunity I don't think anybody to, would be upset by yeah, losing no, a well, gig to, to well, Dave Maddox well yeah no, no no but that's you know that's not why I came here you know no, that's not it. why I came here I'm just trying to and that's one of the cool things about here the, the kind of the New England thing the vibe and everything as opposed to kind of you know some people have said well you know how come you didn't move to LA okay that's yeah, right. I'd, love, I'd love to go there but you know I don't want. I didn't want to sit on my backside for ten years and then end up playing a you know one session and, and then being in a holiday inn somewhere. And I mean, I knew that there was a yeah, good yeah. a good scene. Plus, again, long story short, I'd, I'd met some really terrific um, musicians and, and friends from Boston through the Mary Chapin thing. Obviously, Duke Levine, yeah, yeah. who introduced me to some people. And, He's a monster. And, that and, guy's so and, good. And Tom Doobie. Uh, Tom's a great. I met. He was doing monitors for Richard when I first met him in the early nineties, and he had a studio uh, over here. Um, he's now he's now a tour. I mean, he still does makes records and records, but he um, he uh, he he he's now uh, he's just recently been out doing sound for people like Mark Cohen and Doctor John and everything. Blah blah blah. Anyway, I said to 
some point in the 90s where things were kind of looking a bit for me in England I remember saying do you know any kind of singer-songwriters that were like an old folky drummer to play in the record and he went yeah and I said okay and so I started coming over here and, and I would hang out in Boston bless you I would come over to Boston right, buddy? And, 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 <laughs> I'd come over to Boston and, and Buddy work, Sullivan work, ladies and gentlemen yes, yes. <laughs> and that's anyway that's a that's how I got into the Boston thing. Listening sorry. to you, sorry, no, I'm totally sorry, you're here to talk. Um, listening to him talk, it's really funny that he's had this um, really amazing career, you know, across the pond, as he would say, you know, with the likes of McCartney, or whatever. But he has the exact. I, I say this to kids when I teach. He, he has the exact same soul and heart that we do. It's the same thing. You just want to play music. It has. When I said before that I was like, I'm not going to take less money for this because I was the CEO of the mm. company, I said to myself, I can't do this now where I am in my career, but I'm going to go out and play solo and do mm. something different mm -hmm. because I can't stop playing music. No. I, this is, just feels wrong to me in my you, soul. You, you change the environment. And I'm just going to change yeah. the environment yeah. because the thought of like, I'm done with this and I'm not yeah. getting paid enough money, that didn't even enter my mind. Yeah. It, you know... If you, when you're making a minor living at it, it, it has to come into play because you need yeah. to pay your bills. Yeah. But we all have the same... I, I say this to my kids, that all artists see the world through different eyes. It doesn't make us special, it just makes us different. And whenever you talk to anybody who's an artist that we, you know, we eat, drink, and we sleep this thing, and no matter how old you get, the thing that I can appreciate you know, being in my 50s is just reinventing yourself always as a musician we don't even do it on purpose sometimes i think that we're so driven by this thing that was given to us inside of us that just drives us to be inside this beauty that is that muse. It's, a, it's a cool thing and yeah. it's you know i say sometimes to people like it's like a it's like a jones like you're you're jonesing for that it's a drug to us sometimes and they're like oh what you know all the people clapping no <laughs> no it's when you get in that's this experience one of the yes. yeah. yeah but it's when you get things. in the experience with the particular mm -hmm. musicians and mm -hmm. And, and you get inside this thing and then this thing just starts to swirl and you're just in it together and you know it the minute it happens. You elevate inside it. And <laughs> it, is great... the, it is the drug that we chase. And I, and I teach that to my kids a lot, you know. And uh, I just love hearing that you've come from this place as a session player, something that people don't realize. Like being a front person that I've always been, um, you know, people are like, oh, you're running it and you're doing a thing and oh, you're famous and you're doing this thing. And you're like, but you don't understand is that like I went out with Sully and I toured and I was very much in the front of that. So people that only knew me doing that just automatically thought I was this rich, famous person. And I'm like, no, when I finish this tour, I'm going to go to this little tiny bar two days later <laughs> and play solo to 45 people who could care less that I was just on tour. So wouldn't, didn't even know that I had just been yeah, out on yeah. tour. Mm. So and not even paying attention. And it is a hard transition sometimes, but then you go, that artist in you goes, as long as I can get one person in this room who's inside that thing with me, mm. then I'm okay. Yeah, no, Then that's... I can go home and I'm okay. Otherwise, like when I had the vocal cord surgery, it was the only time in my entire life since I was 17 years old that I had any more than two weeks off, ever. Mm. It was nine months. And I really experienced some emotional stuff of just, just because I wasn't able to go out and do the, just let that thing happen. Mm -hmm. Let it come out of me and let go inside it. It's so wonderful to hear somebody with that kind of lineage just feels exactly the same way we do. I think we're, 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 chasing, we're, we're chasing something, that thing that happens, I don't know, we, we always try to make it happen a little bit more, but it, it doesn't happen often enough. No. But if it did, if it did, maybe it wouldn't be so special, but, but the, those, those, those moments where, those moments of 
of of of great unconscious competence. Yeah. Where yes, you're not perfect. where you're that's not perfect. really really well stated. Where you're not really you're not you're paying attention in the in in in, in you you're fully conscious of everything that's going on around you, the notes that are being played, the atmosphere, blah blah blah. But you you go in for want of a better cliche, you go into a zone and you and and you stop thinking. You stop thinking about yourself. You let go. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing that that you say about students. That's the thing. You let go. You know. Yeah. You let you, you let go and you and you and and when those moments happen, that's. That's what we chase, and that's what we we try and recreate. And I think, if on a more deeper level, if the, sometimes the harder you try to do that, the the worse it can be. Yeah, you have to get to that point where you just kind of sit back and let it take over you. you know? One, a, I run this little jam every Monday here, about three miles from my home in Lemonbury, New Hampshire. Here, and um, I'm very blessed that throughout my career, I know a lot of amazing musicians, and I don't have a big budget for this, very right. tiny budget. And I call upon all of them to come and be the the, the backline jam band for right. me. I I'd actually put it into play for students or like right. young kids to uh-huh. come because they can come to this place. Then anybody can jam. But a really great thing that's been happening because we kind of all know each other. Some players come in that I feature one week that maybe don't have never played with those people or whatever. Right. We get into those moments a lot. Oh, that's good. Because we're just we're just in the mindset. This is a jam. Who cares? Yeah. And but you're just so happy to be with each other. And be playing cool music to each yeah. other, old school cool music, you know. I, and it happens a lot. I am still naive enough to think that when those moments happen, again, without getting too cosmic about kind of this, when those moments happen, that thing, whatever it is, gets transferred out to the to, to audience, whether it's two people, oh, twenty yeah. or two hundred, no, no, no. and they go, yeah. and they go. Something's happening here. Oh, no, they know. They know. They, they know, yeah. They know. They, 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 even, you know, I wouldn't say they've all got a, a built-in bullshit detector, but they, they know when something kind of cool is happening. Yeah. They, they, as I say, whether it's two, twenty, two hundred, or 2,000 or, or up, they know, know. they know. I think, I do actually think that even when it gets really big, there's, there's something about, mm-hmm. if, you, if you can get beyond the show... Yeah. You know, okay. When you get when you when it starts getting that size, that size, really big. There has to be the show element, but there's still a core thing that happens where, you know. And I've seen. I'm sure we've all seen McCartney's, for example, his shows now with his band. Mm -hmm. Those guys have been together for a long time now Mm -hmm. with Abel Boreal and and those guys. Crazy, so good. It's just so freaking good. And I'm and I mean the consistent the the level is kind of it's up here. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure every kind of I don't know however many let's just say every one in ten gigs they peak and they probably all turn around and go. Something happened there tonight. Was. It's yeah, always, yeah. I mean, it's always at a ridiculously high That's level, right. but it's, it's that yeah. one that, that everybody, whether, whether you're playing to, you know, it's you and, you and a chum or it's me I, and a chum and I think like, that's, I think that's pretty standard for most people. I mean, I, I know for my band, it's like, it's probably about that too. One in ten, one in ten will go, that was really good. Yeah. yeah. That was really good. Like we we know that we know what we're doing. Yes, you know we know what we're doing. There's a we level of competence. We don't. That, that, we don't. Yeah. There's. We never put no on an awful up. show. There's yes. never like. There's never like a night where we go. God, this is terrible. This sucked. But <laughs> there are there are the nights where we go. Wow. Right. Yeah. 
That was on the money. I say this. We Every, were connected to each other. Everybody's we were, humming on the same frequency. Yeah. That that's, band that's is a, humming in the same frequency. That's a good way of putting and it. And then yeah. you take that thing and you shoot it out at the audience and they just elevate. Like I can yeah. almost see it sometimes. I know yeah. that's crazy to say, yeah. but I can almost see yeah. it sometimes happen. That thing just, they just, ugh, they just elevate a little bit and then you just swirl inside all of it. And you know, I've, I've gone to see you and you're great. You know, you're always, always great, but it's that moment where everyone in the band begins to just hum at that same frequency and it just is the most beautiful thing and we chase it. Mm. It knew, makes us chase it. I never knew you pronounced always like always. that. Always. Always. <laughs> you got a little, you got a little British. Nope, you're a little, Steph. You got a little British there. Always, it's Steph. Always. He made me do it. Oh. Yeah, but he always said Steph? always. Always. Steph like a ooh, always. like a O-O, like always. It's actually more Canadian. Always. Oh. It's not all a boot, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> How wise of you not to attempt the accent? Uh, so listen, why don't we why don't we play a little music? Let's I do I that. Love to play a little bit of music. So yeah, all right. All right. Let's, Let's cut do the it. cameras and right. cut the stuff, and then we'll come back we'll to ready. you with some music.
All that right, awesome. we were back from our fun little jam. That was so cool. Dave, that was so great. We are it was here with my pleasure. World-renowned drummer extraordinaire Dave Maddox, Ooh. and we just had a little fun jam with Buddy Sullivan and Lisa, myself, and Dave. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more before we get out of here. I wanted to. One thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, I did a show last week with Brad Helene, and he was telling me a very funny story about. Uh, I want you to tell the story, but it was about uh, a time where uh, you were doing like some, uh, some a jazz gig in like New York or somewhere, and someone came up to you who was a huge Fairport Convention fan, mm. and they said to you, "Has anybody ever told you you look an awful lot like Dave Maddox?" <laughs> I don't remember that one. I must have told you. Oh. <laughs> Now, it obviously must have happened, but, but. Oh, yeah, well. Cause, cause well, let me tell you the story. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> so it was, it was somebody who saw me kind of inverted. Yeah, he said it was, the guy was like, a, the guy was like a huge fan. Right. And, uh, he said, hey. But I was out of context. Tell, yeah. Right. Anybody ever tell you, you look just like Dave Maddox. That's great. And he said the beautiful part was, that was, you said to the guy, yeah, I've heard that before. Oh, and, and then, oh, that's and so then, great. and then never, nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that before. And then when the when the band leader introduced the band, the guy like lost his mind. That's great. You know, <laughs> was Brad on that gig? I must have. I don't. Th- I yeah. don't think he was on that gig. Uh, I felt like maybe he was. Maybe right. he was, that's and that's okay. why he recalls it and you don't. Right. But I, I thought that he was. I thought it was a story that he told me. That's that's cool. Brad's cool. Right? Um, so uh, tell me about. Uh, do you have? Any recording projects that you're doing right now or any, any other musical projects that you're working on that are, uh, any? Long one short, there's always about half, same as everybody else, there's always about half a dozen irons in the fire. I'm, I'm about three quarters of the way through, um, another singer songwriter who lives down in Gloucester. I played drums on his, um, on his, uh, what will be a CD. Uh, really nice guy, some good songs. I'm not really producing it. I'm just kind of, that didn't work out. There was a, initially, he was asking me to produce it. I have done pr- actual full beginning to end productions. Uh, I'm helping him. That's on its way out. Um, there's about three or four things in the pipeline that will probably come What's out. His name? his name is Eric Colville. C-O-L-V-I-L-L-E. Um, shout out about, to Eric. Yeah, shout out to Eric. And there's a few things, um, in the pipeline, 
I did a thing with uh, Richard Gates and, and Duke, oh God, a year ago now. That's going to be for, for, for an, another good singer-songwriter who lives out in Western Mass by the name of John Kuhn, K-U-H-N. Uh, that'll be out in the middle of the year. Probably going to do a couple of gigs with him. Um, looks like I've got a gig coming up with a songwriter on... I've recently discovered, again through Dennis Brennan, by the name of Cormac McCarthy. I love Dennis. Dennis is the toppest. He's um, great. And uh, I'm going to do a gig with Cormac. Um, I'm playing gigs with uh, Jason Krigler. Do you know Jason? He's no. a, he's a, no. he's a, he's, he lives just outside of, of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. He's a very, very good guitarist. He used to live in New York. Doing some gigs with him. Um doing jazz gigs with people various, playing up the top of the hub now and again. Um, you know that, up on the 52nd floor, yeah. that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a nice little gig. Great musicians, really, really fantastic musicians who play up there. Um, the nearest thing to a permanent band I'm in is this band called KBMG, which is a songwriter uh, out of Gloucester by the name of Dan King. Uh, the guitarist is Dave Brown. Do you know that name? No. Dave, Dave was with um, Billy Joel for about 12 or 13 years. Oh, wow. And it's him, Dan, and the bass player is Wolf Shenandes. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love you know Wolf. Wolf yeah. yeah, yeah. So that unit's been together for about eight, nine years now. And we yeah, gig yeah, regularly. He's done, he's done so many... Uh, Wolf's great, man. He's another bass player. He, the first time I saw him, he was with the uh, the was the Mohegan Sun right. All-Stars, which, which used to be the does. Shabu All-Stars. Right. Oh my god, and I saw them once. Yeah, Wolf. Shabu All Stars. for somebody. I go, who is this? They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah Wolf. That was with Mar Was that with? Must have been with Marty Richards. It was yeah. Marty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's another? Yep. He's, he's another he's naughty. Top he's, notch. He's yep. another naughty bottom, as we say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marty Richards is yeah, great. He's, he's a played great drummer. He's played with everybody. everybody. He has, yeah. And Duke Levine is the for anybody that doesn't know who Duke Levine is, he's the best guitar player in Boston that nobody knows who he is. Well, all the musicians know. All the musicians know. Every musician knows who he is. And him and Kevin Barry. Well, we 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 were. I met Duke before he got the gig with Chapin. Um, I was doing a gig. I think it was either with Fairport or Richard Thompson, and I think it. I forget somewhere here in New England, and the story were on the bill. You know the band, the story. Oh, that with Jennifer Kimball and, and um, oh man no, that was, a, that was a no, fantastic really really that was a great band Duke was the guitarist there. anyway that band split um, but we stayed in touch and then another long story short found ourselves both working in Mary Chapin's band nice. a few years later and that's how that's indirectly how I came into the Boston because I was hanging out with Bruce, with him yeah sorry have you seen the uh, the band that Duke and Kevin are in. Uh, it's called something Kings. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, mighty. Yeah, with, with with the sax players and with Andy Plaisted. Yeah, Andy Plaisted. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, yeah, and uh, the Giant Kings or something. And, like, something yeah, like that. the Giant Kings. That's yeah, what it yeah, is. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marty Ballou. Marty Ballou and and uh, Andy and, again. Andy Plaisted. Yeah, oh, sometimes Plaisted. sometimes it's Tom Airy. Sometimes it's. Andy oh, Plaisted. I don't know. Every time I've seen him, it's been Andy it's been Plaisted. Andy? Yeah. 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 Uh, I've only seen him a handful of times. That's Chris, a, what's a, the Chris? Um, Chris Coat. That dude yeah, is I know. crazy. Yeah. What a singer, man. Yeah. He's so good. Well, what's the name of the, the the band where they dress up? They dress up in the in the wigs and the and the costumes and and they they sound like ACDC, but they've got these complete kind of. It was just him. 
No. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they, they wear costumes and they, they look Oh, like oh, the, uh, the guys from LA, the fake hairband? No. no. No, this is Not like them? a, no. Sure? The, uh, I don't think so, no. Something Tiger or something. No, 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 no. No. Anyway, anyway, Chris, the, the, I forget the name of the band, but Chris is the singer. It. Chris is the singer. Oh, okay. No, I never heard of that. Yeah. I never heard of what yeah, that they is. They sound like ACDC, but they but they've they've kind of got these kind of not not wigs as in big hair wigs, but wigs as in kind of you know turn of the you know 18th century kind of they, they <laughs> like a judge, <laughs> like like a, like the like the yeah. like the little like that's the little good. curly. That's fantastic. <laughs> I forget the name of the band, and, and forgive me, Chris, for not remembering. I but totally yeah. want to go see yeah. that band now. Yeah, you got to go see the Giant Kings. Yeah, uh, the Giant Kings are, are, fan, are fantastic. You, yeah, Let's do it. they do a thing at Toad every once in a while. Yeah. They don't have a record. They should need to have a record. Well, they've, they've um, that's moved to Atwoods now. They're not doing it. I don't think they do Toad. I think they do Atwoods once every two or three months. But Duke oh. is so crazy busy, it's difficult for him to slot that in. But they they play Atwoods. Yeah, but I know who you mean. Yeah, that's 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 great. Such a, and, such a... and it was it, one of the coolest things. The Chapin Band was when, uh, for a time, it had both Kevin and Duke in it. Yeah, and I, I, I that's <laughs> the combination of guys. Yeah. There's not a better guitar duo on planet Earth. The guitar. Those two guys the... together. I know. And nobody knows who they are. Well, are they, yeah, people okay. that are music fans, yeah. they don't. They're not. You know. Every musician around here knows exactly who they are, yes. but they're not. A, they're not. A, I, they're I, not the I, name I that they mean. should be. No, I hear you know, you those two guys together yeah. are yeah. insane. Well, um, I was working up till about four years ago, five years, four, four years ago. I was doing um, Roseanne Cash's gig. Oh, really? For, I did that for a couple of years, and now. Kevin's doing that. Kevin Barry's doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, is he Duke, playing? Is he playing lap steel? I think he's doing everything. He's doing lap and and the whole and, and regular guitar. Oh, yeah. And of course, Duke is in both Peter's band and also, as he puts it, stunt guitar with Jay Giles. Stunt guitar. Yeah, he's playing stunt, <laughs> stunt guitar with Jay Giles as well as doing Peter's. Because that because yeah. Jay Giles isn't isn't doing it. They're going. I don't know they're going out they, with. Well, I think he's in the. I, I, I'm, I'm not really up to date with it. I think he, he, he's maybe Giles is still in the band, but, but Duke is adding some, mm. yeah, something. Stuff. I know there was a thing a few years back where they were trying to. They had a whole tour set up, and then Jay Giles backed out of it, and then they had already booked all these dates, dates and so yeah. the band was still trying to go out as the Jay Giles band, band, and there was yeah. a whole like. Without was, Jay Giles. There was a whole lawsuit and. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember hearing anything more about it. I, I, the, last I heard, I thought that they went out without him. One of the things that I, I hope when we were first started talking, that I, I noticed um, uh, when I first moved to Marblehead, there was this band playing in this little restaurant in, in, in Marblehead. It was a Mexican restaurant. It's not there anymore now. It's changed hands. And I thought, these guys are pretty good. I wonder if they'd let me sit in. So I went up and talked to them. It's Brian Mays. Oh. I was just sitting here thinking it's Brian Mays. <laughs> yeah, it was Brian and Tim Archie, Archibald and uh, I think Paul Soares. I think was the was yeah. the drummer. Yeah, was I the know drummer. Paul. And I remember thinking, well, and and Kluke on guitar. Kook, 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 and they let, and they know, would let me. They would let me of sit in. Of course they would. They, they they were very nice and they let me sit in. And, and then I subsequently found out that 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 band was the core of. Peter's band right. a little bit right, a little right. bit earlier and then Peter changed the band and blah right. blah 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 yeah. yeah. Brian Mace is one of the guys I get to come up and do his jam with me on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah, he's I love wonderful. Brian man. What, what a, a what voice, a great right? great voice, great amazing just player. A, and such a sweetheart. I mean, yeah. he, he was so nice. Funny. 
there's so you know I've I've yet to meet well no names no pack drills we say in England <laughs> I've probably met tops half a dozen people since I've moved here who I could honestly say that I'd rather not I wouldn't be too bothered if I didn't meet them half a dozen <laughs> out of hundreds and hundreds of people everyone's well, been it says you know, a lot. well it's yeah. funny about us New Englanders here we get a bad rap for not being you know nice people you know we're a little hardcore but I think we're just more honest. Yeah, the musical community is really an amazing thing. That's the thing that that I I instinctively... I felt it, and and more I was here from, as I say, from about, you know, the the back end of the 90s onwards. And I think the difference, too, without, without, without going too over the top, it was a different thing to the kind of the... Yeah, man, cool, kind of LA kind of thing, right? Where you know, or the or even the Nashville thing, you know. My, yeah, I'm sure both of good, those are much more cutthroat too. It well, I think they're more not... cutthroat, and I think if you're well in and there's a circle, but if you come in, mm. you know, right. the, the thing that I I I never forget, um, my one of my best friends who who was instrumental if you're pardon the pun in getting me involved in getting <laughs> me involved with Mary Chapin was was a, a guy that I've known for kind of nearly 40 years a record producer and a great guitarist singer writer blah 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 but he he was Chapin's up until recently he was Chapin's record producer his name was John Jennings and at the height of Chapin's um, success although she was DC based he he her success because she was signed by Nashville as opposed to being signed by New York, she got tagged with the country thing. Mm. And John, at the height of that period, which I think was the back end of the 80s, early 90s, thought, oh, logical thing, I'll move down to Nashville. And after, I think it was about three or four years, he, 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 I remember him saying to me, I, can, I cannot. He said, the schmooze factor is off the charts. And he did this great thing. You'll have to excuse the physical thing here. He said, no, it's kind of cool. I said, well, what do you you mean? He said, let me tell you about Nashville. He said, this this was John's experience of it. He said, you'll come back now. Oh, wow, right? You'll come come back. Right. In other words, excuse me doing that, but in other words, in other words, they're... They, you know, they're saying one thing, but right, like, they're pushing you away. If, yeah. you, if you're not really on the inside, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, yeah, fantastic. Is that where Josh is now? Yeah, but you know, that's to bring us New Englanders up. Um, that we are so open and blunt about it all. That was why people think that we're like not friendly. But if you're genuine and you come in and you got your thing, we're all like, come on, man, let's make that thing happen. Well, that's been my because we're just we're open like experience that. so far. Yeah. Yeah. And again, there are some out there. Yeah, that there's some like exceptions. They're, they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But I I felt that way when I went out to L.A. a couple of times in the '80s and '90s to do some stuff, and I was just like, people like you should be out here, and I'm like, I think listen, I'll come out here mm. and do what I can do, but I'm not. I can't do this. I everybody's that. Yeah, 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 but it's yeah. a, it's a yeah. like you're competing with me. You're I think not if really, you, really I, fake. I, I think if you were, if 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 you, if not so much born in LA, but if you've been out there kind of twenty, thirty, thirty years, then then it's cool. But to go in yeah. as an outsider, yeah. I mean, it's been fifteen years for me, but and it took a long time, a good four or five years before I started to started to do some some nice things and some recording and everything. But that's that's cool. But but it's so. It's it is kind of pretty schmoozy out there, and I, mm. and and I've heard it's not very it's very not you know 
It's that same thing what you're yeah. saying. Everybody's yeah. everybody's really nice to your face, but then as soon as you walk away, they're like, "That fucking guy," yeah. you know. Well, it's, like, it's it's oh, it's great to see you. Nick. It's great to see you. You know, it's yeah, this so one. so much fun. I had such a great time. That fucking guy. Now, Nick, it's this one. It's yeah. this one. It's this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Grows goes. This much doubt. The spinal doubt. The spinal doubt. Yeah, this This much. That's right. There it is. It's the nutshell. This much doubt. I'd yeah. I'd love to listen. I'd love to. Um, Stay around and talking to you guys, but I, I, I got to go and wait in the lobby for the limo. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we'll on say that goodbye. Note, baby. Thank you so much, Dave. What a pleasure! You are well, really. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming up here. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I hope. I, hope uh, I, I, don't, I didn't realize you were that far away, but I hope you'll you know maybe come do it again. And, you yeah. Know, I want to come see you play. I want to come see yeah. you do something. I wish I knew that you were in Marblehead. I played in Gloucester on Thursday. Oh, you did? I did. Where about? I was at the Rum Line. Oh, the Rum Line. Oh, the, yeah, the, the, the thing with Dave Sag. Sag. Yeah. I do that every now and again. Yeah. Well, next time you know you're going to do it, say to Dave, unless you've got someone that you you know you, you really want to play with, then I'll come and do it. All right. We'll, well, we'll, I ha- I brought my band oh, minus the uh, bass player. Oh, in that but case, if he can't do it, you'll be well, my first well, call. Well, no, well, no, that's well, maybe it, we that's, can all hang. That would be cool. Yeah. But, but no, that's other. Oh, I didn't realize it was your band. Plus, I thought he yeah, was we just, kind of, yeah, yeah, he just he asked me to bring down my guys, but right. if they, if he can't do it, I'll I'll call you. But regardless, Ephraim, Ephraim, right? Uh, no. So he was doing the thing. Ephraim was doing the thing. Uh, just that that the Savage Tones gig. But oh, my right. my full time drummer is a guy named Rick Russo. Oh, okay, right. Um, who I'm sure is great. And he's yeah, yeah he's a, he's a he's a really good drummer. Do you know a hell you guys must know. Um, Brian Templeton. Yeah, yeah. Brian real well. I've he done, was up up until a few months ago. He lived literally like he told a half me a mile he's done the here. farm thing. He's got the farm oh, really? and the, yeah, yeah, he's got himself a farm. Yeah, because I've done Dave's thing with with him and Billy Lucidian. Oh yeah, yeah I love Billy. That's, that's fun. Yeah, that guy's a crazy guitar player. Yeah, it was fun though. It was a, it was a good time. There was a it was a nice house and uh, you know the band was good. Dave learned a few of our tunes. Right. And learned a few of the things right. off the record and all that. That's a great. Stuff. That's a fun. That's a fun thing to do. I love right. that place. I'll yeah. definitely give you a call now that I know that you're right there. Next time I'm down that way. Well, only, if, only if your or, guy. Only if your guy isn't available. If your yeah. guy's available, he's available. But well, I will give you a call either way. If you're yeah. not around, come, come down and hang I'll come out. And if you, yeah, if you want to, yeah, yeah it's like half an hour up the road. Maybe you could let me know one of these times too, and I'll show up at one of your gigs. I will. I wish I had a website or something. Can you let me know? I had a website or something that said where I was playing. Can you let me know after the gig, as always? So yeah. let me know where you, you have were to bear, the week before. You have to bear in mind about the distance, though. And you know the difference between English people and American people, don't you? What, are, what is it? Well, uh, English this is people... Gonna be good. This is going to be good. English people um, think that 100 miles is a long way. Americans think that 100 years is a long time. Oh, I love it! <laughs> That's awesome! I love it! Interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. That has been it with the wonderful Dave Maddox. Once again, we're brought to you by Team Link Hooks at New Hampshire. Uh, www.teamlinkhooksatnh.com. 603-641-3444. Great uh, martial arts academy. They'll give you 30 free days of any kind of martial arts that they teach there. uh, And a free t-shirt if you mention you heard about them on the Ridiculous Nicholas podcast. We're also brought to you by Pizza 911 www.pizza911nh.com. Their phone number is 603-625-2201. 
And if you mention that you heard about Pizza 911 on the Ridiculous Nicholas podcast, they will give you a free order of breadsticks. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the sixth episode of the Ridiculous Nicholas podcast. Thank you again, Dave Maddox, Thank for you. coming up. I hope to do it again sometime soon. And we'll see you next time, Internet land. Goodbye. Cumbies Bob. Hey. Hey, it's Nick David and Lisa Geyer here at the Ridiculous Nicholas Podcast. Hi, Bob. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. How's your vacation? Oh, uh, going good. Going good. Are you sleeping? Well, it's <laughs> a little bit longer than 20 minutes. Yeah, it was a long 20 minutes. We got a little wrapped up in our interview. We had a really good interview tonight. We had Dave Maddox, who was a drummer that played for, uh, played for Paul McCartney and, and George Harrison and Elton John, Jethro Tull. We played some music with him, so sorry, we got a little sidetracked. Yeah. Well, I, at least I know who Paul McCartney is, so that's pretty good for me. Alright. He's not, uh, right he's, he's not a music guy. Tommy's Bob isn't a music guy, but he knows who Paul McCartney is, so we got to give him props yeah. for that. So what's our, we're calling for a piece of weekly Cumbies Bob advice. What do you got for us, Cumbies Bob? Okay, I got one that's simple, one I probably should have followed myself, to make my life easier. On your anniversary night, don't answer the phone call for a podcast. <laughs> that's what I got. That's what I got. That's a good one. Are you in the shitter right now? No, no, no. You know, I fed her, so she's happy. Okay, good. But, but you fed her. Yeah. So she's happy. Maybe I should, you know. Yeah, maybe not the anniversary night. That's. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how often that's gonna. Uh, that's gonna come up for the average person, but it's a good piece of advice. It's a good piece of advice. Yeah. Hey, it's gonna, it's gonna come up once a year for anybody who's married. Right. Well, not necessarily that they're going to get called from a podcast on their anniversary. Yeah, their anniversary is going to happen, but it's it's the it's the getting called from a podcast that doesn't quite happen as often for folks. To regular people. To regular people. Yes, but it's still solid advice because this could potentially ruin my whole next week. Well, I hope that it doesn't, Bob. I hope that it enhances it, Bob, because now you're getting sort of famous. Just let her know that. Yeah. Tell your wife... That you're going to be out there in the internet. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, see, 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 we'll see. I did all the paper. Just so you know, I've done all this. I've done all the work now to get it on iTunes, and it should be. We should be on iTunes sometime this week. I'll let you know as soon as it gets there, and you can tell people about it. Maybe she, you can get out of the doghouse with your wife. I'm trying to keep this secret as possible. Right. Okay. Well, no. everybody thinks your name's Bob. Even though we all know it's not, so. Cumbies Bob. Cumbies Bob. All right, get back hey. to your wife, Cumbies Bob. Happy anniversary, Happy Cumbies Bob. Happy anniversary, baby. Uh, thank you. All right, thank take care, man. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.